0: hey everyone welcome to the tuya christian fellowship podcast thanks for joining us if you'd like to give online see upcoming events or view our service times please visit our website at tcf.church Listen, can I give you a secret on making this the best Christmas ever? Would you like to know? Okay, do you know how you make something special? You just decide that it is. Seriously, it's just that easy. All right, here's the second thing. Christmas is not a day. Christmas is a season. And so you enjoy the entire month of Christmas, and you will have the, the entire month of December, and you'll have the best Christmas that you've ever had. Amen? All right, close your eyes with me, let me pray, and then I'm going to get into the Word. Father God, thank you this morning. Lord, I'm thankful for this great church and this great group of believers, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Father, I'm so glad that I'm in the house of God this morning. Father, church has so changed my life. It has helped me, it has saved me, it has redeemed me, being in the house of God. And Father, I'm thankful in Jesus' name. And Everybody said? All right. I'd like to take just a few minutes this morning and talk to you about thankfulness. Now, let me set this up with a warning. It's Thanksgiving weekend. Christmas season starts today, December 1st. And it's easy to think, well, pastor's preaching on being thankful because it's Thanksgiving weekend. and, And there's truth in that. But I really want you to have an open heart and hear what the Lord has to say this morning, and not think, oh, this is just a, you know, one of those seasonal messages, and I, I can check out, all right? I, first off, I want to tell you I'm thankful that you're in church, okay? Thank you. Thank you for coming to church. I believe you made a good choice for yourself. You've made a good choice for your family, and I want to stir your heart this morning toward being more thankful. Now, I'm going to read a verse in Romans And the verse is a warning, okay? That's just what it is. It's a warning about not being thankful. So let me start there. It's Romans 121. Listen to what this verse says. It says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. Nor were they thankful, but became futile or confused in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Now let me just unpack this for you for just a moment. This verse is talking about Christians. Okay, it it says right there, it says they knew God. The people this verse is talking about are people who know God. He's, He's not talking about heathens. He's not talking about people in the world. He's talking about us. He's talking about church people. And he says there's a group of people who know God, but they did two things. They didn't glorify God, and they weren't thankful. And this verse is a warning, and he says here in just a minute what happens to you when you move into this place of your life. Okay, let's just talk about it. You're a Christian. You know Jesus Christ is your Savior, but for whatever reason, you don't glorify God, and you're not thankful. You're a pessimist. You have a sour attitude. You don't, you know, things aren't going your way, and so you decide, hey, I'm not thankful, and I'm not going to glorify God. Two things happen to you. The first thing it says is your thoughts become futile or confused. He says these people became confused in their thoughts and their hearts became dark. Now listen to me very carefully. There's no peace in the kingdom of darkness. There's no joy in the kingdom of darkness. There's no thankfulness in the kingdom of darkness. These believers' hearts became darkened for two simple reasons. Not because of some evil heinous sin, but because they simply wouldn't glorify God and they wouldn't be thankful. And so the scripture says because they wouldn't do that, their minds became confused. Now later on in this chapter, if you keep reading down, it says they became idol worshipers and they moved away from the kingdom of God. They moved away from the things of God and they stopped worshiping the creator and they began to worship creation. They became idol worshipers. Simply because they weren't thankful. Let me read you another verse. I want to go to Philippians 4, and I'm going to read verse 6. Listen to what it says. It says, be anxious for nothing. Now, let me stop right there. For some of you, this is a very familiar verse. Maybe for some of you, it's a new verse, but it's a familiar verse. Now, here's the danger. You think, oh, I've heard this. Hey, I know that verse Pastor. I had that on a card on my refrigerator. Or, hey, I have that on my phone. Hey, I know that verse, and that's a dangerous place to be. The Holy Spirit wants to minister to you this morning some truth in this verse. Listen to what he says. Don't be anxious for anything, or in other words, don't worry. Now, I know we have some worriers with us this morning. You're in the room, and you're worriers. And you should treat worry... Like if you were to find a rattlesnake on your front porch. My mother grew up in the country, and she would always tell us stories about how they'd go out the back door, and there'd be a rattlesnake on the back porch, and they would kill it. Now, some of you live in the country, and I know that you've experienced the very same thing. Some of you in this room may have experienced the very same thing. When you see a snake on your porch, you do everything you can to get away from it, right? You don't try to pet it. If you're smart, you don't. Amen? Yeah. You, you don't go running in the house and get a jar and try to catch it. Okay. You don't do that, right? You do everything you can to get away from it. I've heard this saying before that a snake won't hurt you, but it'll make you hurt yourself, right? Okay, that, that would be me. I'm going to hurt myself getting away from it. Okay, you should treat worry the very same way. Okay, the Scripture says don't worry about anything well, you know, pastor, my grandmother was a worrier, and, you know, my mom worried, and the women in our family just worry. That's just who we are. We're just worriers. Okay, can I encourage you to fight that off in your life? It is not a good thing. If you have that habit, it's not a good habit. The Bible says don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Now, here's what it says very simply. It says this, don't worry about anything. Whatever you're worried about this morning, give it to God. How do I give it to God? You do it in prayer. Hey, God, I am not going to worry. Whatever it is, I am not going to worry, but I'm going to pray. Then when I get finished praying, I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be gracious. Father, I thank you. That you hear me when I pray. I thank you that you answer prayer. I thank you that you're a loving Father. I thank you that you're good and you're kind and you're strong. <clears throat> I thank you that no matter what my situation or my circumstance is, Father, I'm going to be thankful. Now, let me read you the next verse. The next verse says, And the peace of God which passes or surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I'm talking about being thankful this morning. Now, don't miss this, okay? Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Be thankful, and you'll have peace. Now, Ashley, my daughter, has a physician that she goes to, and she was at the doctor's office not very long ago, And he asked her this question, how is your peace? She said, what do you mean? He says, are you at peace in your life? And they had a discussion about peace. And here's what the doctor said. He said that when you don't have any peace, you have to do everything you can to bring peace into your life. And here's why. He said it actually causes cell damage that it will damage the cells in your body, it will damage the cells in your brain, and it causes inflammation in your body. Now, this is a medical doctor telling my daughter, one of the most important things you need to do in life is make sure you get some peace in your life. Because if you don't have peace, it's hard on you physically. Listen, he said one of the number one causes of disease is inflammation, And that if you're inflamed in your body, that it creates all kinds of issues. And he said one of the main ways to get rid of that in your life is by moving into a place where you have peace. And I know you're thinking, great, Pastor, I want some of that. What do we need to do? Well, let's back right back up into the promise I just read. Don't worry about anything. Fight it off. I'm not going to worry. Lord, I give it to you. I'm going to pray about everything, and then I'm going to be thankful and when I do those three simple things, the end result is peace. And that peace affects me mentally. It affects me physically. It affects me in every area of my life. Nehemiah 8.10 in the Old Testament says this. It says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Now, let me uh, just ask you something or let me approach you with something. If you go to bed tired and you get up tired, if you feel fatigued, if you feel like you don't have any energy or any physical strength, and you just feel drained all the time, I would like to suggest to you that you're low on joy. Because the scripture says that if you have joy, you'll have strength. Isn't that what it says? It says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, I'm not talking about something made up. I'm not talking about some emotion where you got to jump up and down and act like a cheerleader. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an inner joy, an inner peace that's going to produce strength in your body. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Now, listen to me very carefully. I'm, I'm not talking about everything in your life going right or being perfect. I'm talking about in spite of tests, in spite of trials, and we're gonna go to James in just a minute and read that. In spite of everything not going your way, you're still doing some very simple things. What are you doing? Well, I'm not worrying about anything, I'm praying about everything and I'm thankful, and that thankfulness produces peace, and that peace produces joy, and that joy brings strength on the inside out. I'm strong spiritually, I'm strong emotionally, and I'm strong physically because I have the joy of the Lord. Amen? All right, now let me go to another scripture. I want to go to James. I just mentioned it to you. I'm going to go to James chapter 1, verse 2. Listen to what it says. My brothers... Count it all joy, there it is, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work. The word perfect just means complete. Let faith have its complete work, that it may be complete and perfect in you lacking nothing. Listen to this, don't miss this. When things aren't going your way, the scripture says you're supposed to have joy. That's what it says, count it all joy. When the stuff hits the fan, now do I need to make that clearer? Y'all know what stuff I'm talking about, right? When When the stuff hits the fan, you know what stuff, right? Okay, when the stuff hits the fan, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to count it joy. Now, again, I'm not talking about something manufactured, something made up. I'm not talking about you faking it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an inner strength and an inner peace. When things aren't going your way, count it all joy when you fall into temptations, into tests, and into trials. And every single one of you are either in that place, you've come out of that place, or you're headed to that place. Are you with me? Come on, somebody, amen? If you're waiting to be happy when life is perfect, it's not coming. Amen? So count it all joy. Now, what, how, Pastor? What does that mean? Well, here's what it means. I'm not going to worry about anything. Hey, Father, I thank you that you've got my family. You've got my future. You've already taken care of the past. You didn't bring me this far to leave me. I'm not going to worry about anything. I'm going to pray about everything. I'm going to pray about the little stuff. I'm going to pray about the medium stuff. I'm going to pray about the big stuff. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray every day. I'm going to pray. Father, if I'm worried about it, I'm giving it to you. I'm going to pray about everything. I'm not going to worry about anything. And then I'm going to do what? I'm going to be thankful. Then I'm going to have peace. That peace is going to bring joy. And then I'm going to be strong. Now, I don't know anybody in here that doesn't want some of that. Amen? All right. Now, I want to switch from the Word of God, and I want to talk to you about thankfulness from the perspective of science. Listen to this statement. Gratefulness, gratitude, thanksgiving is the healthiest of all human emotions. Let me say it again. Thankfulness is the healthiest of all human emotions. Now, they've done studies that when you're thankful, you have a part of your brain, and it's called the hypothalamus. And I don't know a lot about it, but what I've read is it's like a small organ inside your brain, and it's about the size of, a, of maybe a walnut or something like that, and it's inside your brain. And that when you're thankful, that gland releases chemicals in your brain, and they're feel-good chemicals, and they bathe your brain, and it literally changes the chemistry of your brain. So every time you're thankful, so when you get up in the morning and you say, Father, I'm thankful for today. I'm thankful for my job. I'm thankful for my wife and children. I'm thankful for my grandchildren. I'm thankful that I live in Tulia or wherever it is you live. Father, I'm thankful today. The hypothalamus is releasing those chemicals, and those chemicals are bathing your brain, and it's producing these feel-good emotions, and it's actually changing the chemistry of your brain. Now, that's science, and I, I can look it up, and I can read it to you, and I can prove it to you. It's not, now, the, and I believe the Bible, but I think it's amazing when science lines up with the Bible. When you're thankful, it affects your brain, and it releases dopamine chemicals and makes you feel good. Isn't that amazing? So, and, all you, and it's free. You don't even have to pay for it. Amen? <laughs> I like that. All you got to do is get up in the morning and say, Father, thank you for the gift of today. Y'all do know life is fragile, right? And that it can be over that quick. In just the snap of a finger, life can be different. But every time you're thankful, it releases those chemicals. Let me give you another one. They have done studies that thankfulness literally improves your mental health and reduces depression. Now every morning I walk, I get up every morning, I do my devotions, my quiet time, and then I get dressed and I walk two miles outside, and the only time I don't walk is if there were a solid sheet of ice on the ground, uh, otherwise, or the wind's blowing 100 miles an hour, uh, but I, no matter what the weather, no matter how cold, damp, wet, I walk, I have people stop all the time, then they'll say, why are you walking, it's too cold to walk, well I'm dressed right and so it doesn't bother me, listen, there's no bad weather, there's only wrong clothes, Amen? So so I walk. Now, if you know anything about walking, it says they've done studies that when you walk, it releases those feel-good chemicals in your brain when you walk and you exercise. Now, you don't have to be a marathon runner. You don't have to lift lift 500 pounds. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm just simply taking a walk. I go outside, and I walk in my neighborhood, and I know my distance, and I walk two miles. And every day that I do it, it releases those chemicals in my brain and makes me feel good. Here's the second thing I do. The first part of my walk, I start my walk with this. Father, thank you for the gift of today. Father, thank you. And I spend about 10 minutes just being thankful Father, thank you for my family. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my grandchildren. Thank you that I live in Tulia. And I'm being serious. Thank you for the great church I'm a part of. Thank you for my friends and my family. And I spend about 10 minutes being thankful. And I say it out loud. Now, listen to me. I'm getting a double dose. I'm getting those chemicals released in my body from walking. And I'm getting those chemicals released in my body from being thankful. And it says right here that my brain chemistry is affected. It improves my mental health, and it fights off and reduces depression. The next thing it does is they've done studies that it reduces pain. People who have chronic pain in their body, when they're thankful, their pain is reduced. It improves sleep. If you have trouble going to sleep at night, take a moment and grab a piece of paper and write down two or three things you're thankful for before you go to sleep at night. They have also done studies that if you start your day the same way, write down two or three things that you're thankful for in the morning. But when you go to bed at night, if you struggle with sleeping, and a lot of people do, take time to be thankful as you lay your head on the pillow. And it says that you'll sleep better. Here's the next one. It helps you overcome trauma. They've done studies on military men who have, and women who've struggled with uh, the post-traumatic stress syndrome. And they've done studies uh, within the military that when they move into a place of being thankful, it reduces the trauma. So if you've been through trauma, now I don't have PTSD and I have not had combat trauma. I'm not saying that I have, but I have had trauma in my life. And I know many of you in here have had trauma in your life. And you've been impacted by it. I've been impacted by it. But when you're thankful, it reduces the impact of that trauma in your life. Let me give you one more. It improves your self-esteem. Now, how, how does that work? Well, here's how it works. One of the greatest poisons in life is comparison. Listen, as a pastor... If I compare myself to other pastors or to other churches and I either think I'm better than them or I think they're better than me, listen, that's poison. If you compare your family to another family, you compare your life to somebody else's life, when you look at other people and you try to measure yourself against them, listen, it's poison. Okay, listen, Jesus is the standard in my life, no one else. When you move into thankfulness, the first thing you stop doing is comparing. Father, I'm thankful for all that you've done in my life. I don't compare. See, I'm not looking at somebody else thinking I wish I was better than them or or maybe they're better than me. When you're thankful, you stop comparing, and you know what it does? It increases and improves your self-esteem. You feel better about yourself. Now, let me just read them one more time. Gratitude and thankfulness affects your brain chemistry. It improves your mental health. It reduces depression. It reduces pain. It improves your sleep. It releases and overcomes trauma, and it improves your self-esteem. Listen, as we move into December, as we move into 2020, can I encourage you, be more thankful. Have more gratitude in your life. You won't be sorry. Amen? Amen. Y'all stand up and let me pray for you. When I was growing up in church and the preacher was done, I was always thankful. <laughs> right? So, so see, you already got something to be thankful about already. Amen? Praise God, pastor's done. We can go eat. Amen? Man, that hurts my feelings, man. Like, my <laughs> Lord. All right, let me pray for you. Father, I love you. Father God, thank you for the gift in our hearts of thankfulness and that you stir it in us. And that, Father God, as we move in December and move into a new year, that, Father God, we release and exercise thankfulness. Father God, I am thankful, and I know the body is thankful. Father, as we go from this place today, we're grateful and we're thankful for what you've done and what you're doing. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Y'all go and be blessed. Have a great rest of your weekend. And I'll see you next week.